Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi guys, I'm Katie Lowe's, actress, mom, and host of the parenting podcast, Katie's Crib. A show that helps women navigate the colossal changes that come with motherhood. You'll hear from resilient mamas, knowledgeable experts, and me asking a whole lot of questions. It's real talk that offers real perspective on what it's really like to be a parent. New episodes publish every other Thursday. Listen to Katie's Crib on the iHeartRadio app or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to open your hearts and loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's, where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies, talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling, to messy situations, shits and conscious and coupling, from Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu, text sex, regrets, or feeling on your new jubu. They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah, needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it. It's Hello, everyone. Hey, welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Andy. I'm Naomi. And uh, we are a real-life couple, a real-life couple comedians. And on our show, we take the best sets from our live show, Couples Therapy, where stand-ups who are close do sets together about their relationship and bring them to you. Sometimes we have people in the studio. This is one of those times, Naomi. Ooh, we get in deep and we have some fun. But first, just wanted to remind you guys, as always, our live show is the first Saturday of every month here in Los Angeles at the Virgil. And if you want to get tickets, if you want to see lineups, you can go to CouplesTherapyPod.com. While you're there, you can also click on our Patreon, a brand spanking new Patreon, where we offer you two bonus episodes each month. You want more Andy and Naomi? Well, then there you go, BB. You want us in your ears, right? In your lives, in your hearts? Honestly, if you're hearing it now, I think the answer is yes. And if <laughs> you would like relationship advice, platonic and romantic, from two unlicensed comedians, give us a call on our call-in line. That number is 323-524-7839. Again, 323-524-7839. And you know what? You can always get that number from CouplesTherapyPod.com. And it's also, I put it in our Twitter bio, Naomi. Wow, wow, Andy. I love when you update the socials. <laughs> um, and if you want to check those you out. You feel closer to me? Always. <laughs> if you want to check those out, we are on Twitter at Naomi and Andy, on Instagram at CouplesTherapyPod. Individually, I am at Blacktress, and my betrothed is at Andy Beckerman. So honestly, That's me. so many ways to reach out and touch some bitches. So do it up. I am 
So excited about this episode. I know. As a, you know, I, I got my start in comedy doing sketch. Yes. That's what I, that's, that's where it goes back to my love of sketch always. <laughs> and so today we got Dave Foley and Paul Greenberg. Woo, baby. Now they have a podcast together called yes. Don't Say Dot 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 with Paul and Dave. Yes. And uh, you can get that on iTunes and lots of other places. Uh, where they wrote down the URL here is www.dontsaywithpaulanddave, and is written out, by the way, not an ampersand. Yes, but you can't put an ampersand in a URL. These guys were born yesterday. So Um, If you don't know who Paul and Dave are, though, uh, you know Dave Foley, perhaps from the Kids of the Hall, Legendary Sketch Group, News Radio, Dr. Ken most recently, I think. A lot of other stuff, too. Yeah. You can go on their IMDb's and check out all that. I'm giving you some highlights. Dave Foley, stay work. Uh, Paul Greenberg is an Emmy-winning writer and performer. Love and it. I, I, he first came into my heart through his sketch group, The Vacant Lot, which mm-hmm. had a, a show on Comedy Central in the 90s. Uh, and also, you may know him. I will know him also from the Jenny McCarthy sketch show. <laughs> I, in, Naomi, did you know the Jenny McCarthy sketch show? Like Bob Odenkirk and John Glazer and John Benjamin wrote for it? I did because we were at home, and when you found out, you screamed, What? <laughs> And then I came into the room thinking something had happened, and no, it was just you discovering the writing staff for the Jenny McCarthy show. So, <laughs> yes, correct, I am fully aware. Uh, and Reno 911 and a lot of other stuff. Uh, and and on today's episode, we'll get into how their friendship bloomed in the Toronto sketch scene of the early 80s, and a lot more stuff. And how they are total brosifs now. <laughs> They're yeah, like... Brosifs. Well, really, honestly, what I, what I want to say is soul sisters. Um, <laughs> so... Honestly, it was three white dudes doing bits, and I was kind of hanging out. It's a (laughs) wonderful, dope conversation, so give it a listen, y'all. Roll it. Ooh, I love those smooth NPR vibes. Yeah. I know. We're very sophisticated. Yes. (laughs) Is it? Because we're Canadian. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's some way to um, figure out something deeper from the way people say that line, Hmm. because we don't give any direction. So some people do it in NPR vibe. Some people do it in a, a raucous right. kind I'm, of uh, morning zoo crew. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to give the uh, feeling that I'm a terrible actor. <laughs> I'd, have done, I'd have done more of a morning zoo, but I forgot to bring my noisemakers. You do a, you do a good morning yeah. zoo character. I forgot, I forgot to bring my auga machine. <laughs> that does yeah. that has like 1920s horns. Yeah, all, that's all it is. <laughs> but it yeah, I, I like, was a morning DJ in the 1920s. But it just sounds like you saying auga, which auga. is weird. Yeah, just like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, we got another great Edison yeah. wax cylinder for you. Yeah. Right Please get new, listeners. <laughs> wow. bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Welcome to the morning zoo. The newest cut from the jazz singer. <laughs> yeah. And I always just sound like a lady doing a cooking show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm soothed by you. That's mm-hmm. soothing. I, I need that. I know. Yeah. That it's a, it's all I can do to not fall asleep when I hear yeah. myself. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, you want to break it down? Mm-hmm. Guys, you've been friends for 30 uh, years. 30 years going back to Toronto? Yes. Question yes. mark? Going all the way back to Toronto. Yes. We're like, both Torontonians. Yeah. Were you friends? In, uh, at what point did you become friends? Teenagers in your 20s? Where? Uh, 20s. We were in our 20s, yeah. I guess, right? I was in my early 20s. Dave was in a little known group called the Kids in the Hall. Yeah. And Paul was in an even lesser known group <laughs> called was. the Vacant Lot. <laughs> That's right. Actually, before that, you were, in ri- you were in Riot. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I went to Ryerson uh, Polytechnical a... Institute in Toronto, and that's where I met my troupe, but we had a- a school show there. A, ske- a review. A, a much like, review much called like Riot. The, the Footlights Theater in Cambridge. And this is when the kids in the hall had just, were just starting we were, to play the Rivoli, really. Yeah, and, we, we um, had a following on Queen yes, Street. that's right. And we were there, uh, you played every Monday, Every Monday night, yeah. And uh, as a, the director of the show and myself came down and saw a, a show, and mm-hmm. probably 1984, three? I guess 84, 83 probably. 83 yeah, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. 84. I yeah. was- uh... 1884. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, so you guys are like vampires. Yeah. 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 Oh. And we were- I have a portrait. We were drawing an audience of almost 200 people a week, it was which gave us the power to lord it over you. Oh, God. You lord, you still do oh, it. Yeah. I know. I like it, yeah. though. Is that weird? <laughs> Is it bad that I like it? No. It's but, just in uh, your nature. But we uh, you know, knew each other from back then, and then- uh, both, you know, Dave came to L.A. Uh, to do news radio, right? Yep, in 95. 95, and I came in 96 to yep. watch news radio. Yeah, 
after several years, I had to explain to Paul that wasn't a paying gig. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when the the checks never came, I figured no, that you, out eventually. No, and you kept asking me about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to say, well, kind of. But like, I watched every show, Dave. And yeah. I was angry. Remember? But it's, yeah. yeah. But then so did yeah. so did a bunch of. So then know, I had to figure out ways to make money. So did a bunch of people from a, a nursing home. <laughs> That's right. That came in every week. I played a show like that once in Ottawa where they bust in a uh, mental hospital. What? What? As our as yeah. our Wait audience. A but just, we didn't the know pa- just the patients. <laughs> just the patients. They didn't it bust was, in the whole hospital. It was the patients. They didn't bring in the equipment, the walls yeah. and everything. It was called the Canadian Comedy Ensemble. Yeah. I was in it with Debbie Thaker and Norm oh, Hiscock, yeah, your good friends. People. Mm-hmm. Very funny people. And uh, when the lights came up, it was a um, bunch of patients. Yeah, in the audience, they didn't yeah. tell us, and they we were. were yeah. and by the way, we were a hit. <laughs> no, no, you were not. Did they react? Yes. Oh yeah, they loved oh, the show. They yeah. it was the what best. level of mental patient are we talking about? Well, like... I, I knew when they loved the show that they must be mental patients. <laughs> yeah, but we're like not obvious, like obviously not like raving schizophrenics. No, no just sort of one flew over the cuckoo's nest, crazy, right? right? Calm, Come on, yeah. like Martini, like you yeah, know, okay. Danny DeVito. Yeah. yeah, yeah, friendly, very nice people. A lot of exaggerated stammering. Right. And overacting. Right. Like the guy That's from... how crazy people act. They act like bad actors. Yeah. That's oh, right. That's, that's how you know why... someone's crazy, right? Yeah. 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 Like the guy from Taxi. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. You, you guys have fun together. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like most. You yeah. know, after all these years. Just yeah. to find a goof. We, we do have fun. Yes. Among friends. But now when you guys that's are starting. That's the important thing. That's what keeps a relationship alive. <laughs> right? Is oh. being able to laugh. At what? At at the weaker member of the couple. (laughs) Yeah. Just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Is there a power dynamic? Oh, Uh, in everything. Yeah. Uh, That's what I learned from Bruce McCullough. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) See, I see. I know history, so I laugh at that. Uh, Yeah. I Uh, laugh hard at that. You know, for example, uh, if you've read Machiavelli's The Prince, (laughs) then you already know that you are an asshole. That goes out to everyone out there who's read Machiavelli's The Prince. Hands up. Look in a mirror. You're looking at an asshole. Just read it. I, I feel like the person that quotes it at you. Oh, yeah. That's those, the real yeah. asshole. That's someone you can just delete from your uh, address book immediately. Yeah. Delete from your phone. Delete from your yeah. life. You know what Machiavelli says? This is every yeah, character. I know. Yeah, I like this voice. Yeah, raspy. that's a good voice. Yeah. Hey, it's yeah. a bit raspy. <laughs> just to clarify, it's mm. end justifies the means, correct? Is that what we're talking about here? Is that Machiavellian? Because uh, I learned that in school. I didn't read it. I'm a nice guy. Oh, <laughs> that makes me an asshole, man. Yeah. Oh, I fell for it. I had to read it for a sketch I once wrote, and that's the only time. So I feel like that's justified. No, that's worse. Yeah. What sketch <laughs> required Machiavelli? I'm, yeah. Nope. It was a sketch about Karl Rove. Seems to me like you were waiting for an excuse to read Machiavelli, yeah, thank right. and you. this presented itself, and you mm-hmm. jumped into it whole whole hog. I'm guessing. <laughs> hey everyone, I got a great idea for a sketch, but we have to read Machiavelli for. Yeah, that's, you know what? That that's a great. Like that's Jim Morrison impression. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good Jim Morrison. It was. Yeah. Now Jim Morrison now in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's still alive. Oh, don't yeah. let him. Don't let him fool. Don't you. let people tell you otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And he's a Republican. Wow. Yes. Truthers up in here. Yeah. We're getting Shocking. to the bottom of some mm-hmm. shit. Uh, wait, Naomi, you were about to say something. Well, I was going to ask yeah. about, like, you know, again, like, take me back to 84. Okay. The Kings of Queen Street. Well, we, were you guys? We the Kings were, of Queen Street. We were. Lady Di was still alive. <laughs> she was. Um, but was there any, like, worth people, Max Headroom People were debating thing. Prince or Michael Jackson. <laughs> right. Those are the was, issues of the yeah, day. Yeah, that's all we cared that's, about. Yeah, now that's, we uh, know the answer to. Yeah, people has to were be Prince. all afraid Prince, that yes. people were all afraid that 1984 might be like 1984. There Remember was the that? movie 1984 that's came right. out in 1984. 1985. Was 85? Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. actually. Yes, the editing was slow. Yeah, but yeah. With John uh, John Hurt. Yeah, it came out in 85. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, it, there... it, all the way through in 1984, every news article was, are we living in Orwell's 19... <laughs> 19- yeah. And it was, no. No, we're not. Not even a little bit. Not, no. I don't and, have a rat cage on no. my head. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And now, now, ironically, we are. Uh, yes, this living. is much closer to the actual 1984 than yeah. 1984 it just took, was. took longer than Orwell thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, this is the thing. I just had um, Scott on my other podcast. Scotland Thompson? Yes. <laughs> His full name, Scotland. Yeah. And we were talking about how, like, there's a kind of, like, repression in Canada. I don't know if that covers you both, if that is a mm. description of your... Does he mean then or now? Uh, then, when he then. was growing up. Oh, good, good yes, God, we're like, yeah. we're like a British colony, repressed in that way, I think. It, yeah, Canada was very yeah. repressed, especially Toronto was a very boring city when, back in the 80s. so boring. It was actually, it had a moniker, which was 
Toronto the Good. Yeah. What? And I kid you not. Yeah. How yeah. did anyone ever go there? That's how boring the good? Toronto the good. is. That's, that's all they had to offer Toronto. Was, there was good. two things. It was Toronto the Good, and it was known as the cleanest city. Yeah. In North America. Yes. Oh, and God. Uh, we had no. There was no Sunday shopping. Right. Everything's closed. There on was Sundays. no street life. Uh, yep. Sidewalk patios were illegal. But an, oh. but an, hot dog stands were illegal. And but an awesome strip of porno shops and <laughs> massage parlors yes. along Young Street. Along Young Street, yes. Yeah. What allowed that to? What, so how were people kind of like sexually liberated, but not emotionally li- emotionally liberated? Well, they weren't so much liberated because they would they would wrap themselves entirely in brown paper before going <laughs> shopping in these uh, these porn shops and yes. sex uh, massage parlors. So the yeah. giant paper bag industry was, there was moving. Yeah, and we that had did one, really there well. There was one gay bar. Yes, and it was on Church Street. Yeah, yeah, the St. Oh, Charles, so Charles Tavern. <laughs> no, there was St. Charles Tavern on Young St. Street. St. Charles Tavern on Young there. Street. Yes, St. Yes. Charles Tavern. But they correct. kept but with, they were, the, with the tower, tower, right? Yeah, the and they were tower. always being raided, constantly oh, being raided. Because it was illegal to be gay, be gay. Yes. in Toronto. So Scott, yeah. you know, Scott comes from... Yeah, I mean, it's still unfortunate, but it's legal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, girl! Yes. I'm calling you girl. Right. Wow. <laughs> and, oh you, know my God. She, you know she's angry. Yep. <laughs> I'm not having it. But then, how did you guys then, at that time, right? I mean, because then it feels like then it's harder to find people. So you were saying, Paul, you you met your group at, in college? Was it I, college or high school? It was college. Sorry, college. I met my group in college, and we, uh, we were you know inspired to do our thing because they the kids in the hall were doing their thing at the. Rivoli, this club, and uh, we, as soon as we finished school, started playing that club as well, you know. And but it was it was uh, kind of a booming time for sketch in Toronto, you know. Yeah, people, the kids really were the, uh, you know, the forerunners of all that. And Lauren Michaels, you know, mm-hmm. were, was producing them, and Lauren Michaels produced uh, the show uh, we had on Comedy Central. But it, it was a cool time. It almost felt like. I mean, we called it like almost punk Rocky. Almost. Yeah, it was fun. not like Rocky as a punk. Yeah, because yeah. that would be no, because that would yeah 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 he'd look silly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a time where we were, I guess, the first time in Toronto comedy where there was not you could work outside of Second City or you, you, the Yuck Yucks comedy chain if you wanted to do comedy. Yeah, you didn't have to be a stand up, which mm-hmm. was nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it was it. I mean, there were other groups like the Frantics, you know, played yeah. uh, before, and they had a TV show, but it was, it kind of went over the border, basically. These guys, the kids in the hall, were uh, accepted by America, which was a huge, <laughs> yeah. huge oh, God. Back when deal. we mattered. Back yes. when anyone cared about uh, America's opinion. You have no opinion. idea. <laughs> Who cares uh, about America's opinion now? Jesus. There's nothing that matters more to, you <laughs> know, Canada than to be accepted. Here. America. By America. It yeah. means States. a lot. It means a lot. You know, Canada's a very small market. Yes. You know? It's tiny. And very small-minded. Very, uh, <laughs> very small. <laughs> yeah. But did you guys, like, so he, the thing I was thinking of was when I started at UCB and uh, I was Upright always- Citizens Brigade, people. Mm-hmm. Fill it in. Sorry, they have to know. <laughs> they have to know. <laughs> I was always Talking kind of scared of the people that had been doing it for a while before me. And I'd still, and even now, like, seeing them and we're kind of peers, it still scares me a little bit. Like, you feel like, like you're the freshman and they were the cool seniors or yes. something. Yeah. So, like, did yeah. you have that kind of relationship when you guys first met? Oh, sure. I mean, um, I mean, we also had a younger brother of one of the kids in the hall in our troop. Mm-hmm. So we felt we felt physically related yeah, to them. That's true. You were <laughs> we cousins. Did. We felt we, yes, yeah. we felt like we were cousins. And uh, we were, we didn't do the same kind of humor i mean we had we had our own thing but they uh you know it was it was great it was like watching you know the your your big brothers break all this ground you know and mm. it was very exciting it was yeah. a super exciting time and paul and his yeah. group did did guest roles and yeah we were we'd show, show up oh, on God. the kids in the hall yeah. every so often i remember one they used me they had my own there name. Was the, was, was the bearded ladies' wedding? Yes, <laughs> chicken bearded lady. We were the bearded ladies, cousins, at, sisters. You're the yeah, s- we were the sisters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we we did a. I remember. I remember I did one uh, that you guys wrote, and I got to use my own name. I came uh-huh. on and hey, look, it's Paul Greenberg or something. Yeah. And um, I told you the story <laughs> just <laughs> just before I was about to go on to do my bit. Uh, Bruce pushed me. Uh, out too early 
and told me and yelled and said, "Don't fuck it up." And <laughs> pushed me on yeah. pushed me on camera too okay. early. Good. Uh, uh, it, was, it, was an, it was a tough. It spot was... quiz. Which kid in the hall do you think read Machiavelli's The Prince? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember him doing that though. It yeah. was like, uh, oh well, there goes that that sketch. But uh, it was great. I mean, we were all they were figuring out their thing, and we were in the wake of it, also figuring it out our own kind of path. And it was a very exciting. Time. But everyone was nice to each other. That's the difference. I feel like you don't. I mean, I don't know, because I'm a stand-up, so maybe we're just all cutthroat and evil. But it always feels like people are like, it's like, well, if I'm up there, I'm trying to secure me, and I can't even help you or think about, you know, the group behind me, especially if they're remotely similar. Yeah, I think you know I mean? most of the kids in the hall's brutality was reserved for each other. Okay. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Inward, inward. Group, yeah. <laughs> we're horrible to each other. But a lot, It's nice to see that's changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is that why your friendship might work a little better? Because you're not, you're in different sketch groups. You're not in uh, whatever that brutality is that turned inward <laughs> doesn't get turned to your friendships. Well, we, we've done nothing to ruin each other's lives. Right. No, right. no. That day has yet to come. Yeah. But I I'll, I also think that, I mean, I, can, I can't speak for Dave. You can if you like. I'm okay, tired. Okay, I'll speak for Dave. Oh, wow. Is uh, I, uh, we, we're, we have kind of a, a, I don't know, pragmatic uh, approach to, you know, kind of a more yeah. more normal approach, business and fun and do this. And it was there was not as, as much baggage, I don't think. And, uh, you know, I've always, you know, Dave to me was always the one guy who was like, he looked at it like a normal person. <laughs> it's like a business. You know, he go, does a sketch show, does a sitcom, does, you know. Right. Yeah. And it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't, yeah. yeah. it was not a lot of personal stuff involved in it, you know. Yeah. And I, I've always felt that way too. It's like, let's just do a show. Why does it all have to be so complicated? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But how did moving, or if at all, you know, you said, Dave, you got to LA in 95. Yes. Paul, you rolled up a year later. Mm-hmm. You were like, let's see what happens. Yep. Did moving here change any of that for both of you? You know what I mean? Like, as you said, like, it's like, it was work. You do your thing, you do what you have to do. I'm asking that as like, Andy and I moved to LA and I think it's made us mentally ill. Yeah. It's been a year and a half. This city will yeah. really, will really yeah. twist up your brain holes. I found LA to be such a cleansing place to ah, be, I such agree. a relief after Toronto. Uh, oh, much yeah. I, th- yeah. I found L.A. to be a much more positive place to be than 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 uh, Toronto. Uh, but the city I'm aghast. of good. <laughs> I know the yeah. city of good or the good, the greater good, the good, yeah, whatever. No, we, Toronto. I, Toronto, the good. I got Toronto, to, the good. I got to L.A. and found a whole community of people that were really happy when something good happened for someone else. Okay, <laughs> and that's yes. never happened in Canada. No, uh, and like literally, I mean, pe- you'd get a job and people, yeah. would go, oh, that's great, congratulations, and yeah. be genuinely happy for you. And you know, and I I fell into like the the, the Largo scene back in the uh, early '90s, mm-hmm. and everyone there was like this great group of, of really really smart comedians that yeah. I thought, oh, these guys are all great. And I thought, you know, and I'd go back home to Canada and tell the other kids about the scene in <laughs> L.A. And uh, you know, they didn't believe me. I kept saying, there's people there that are that are as good or better than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. I mean, it was a cleansing. You said cleansing, and I think that's the perfect word for it. It felt like. Uh, you could relax yeah. and not worry about, uh, you know, people sending daggers your way mm. if something yeah. something good happened. <laughs> yeah, Canada as a country is great, but Canada as a place to do show business is mm-hmm. awful. It's yeah. just very, okay. it's very, it's very cutthroat. Like I've said before, it's great on paper. Yeah. <laughs> so did your you friendship know. change though when you moved to Los Angeles? Uh, do you think? It, 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 I think we got to know each other better. We got to we know. I think here. in the in the past. Yeah. Even the past ten years, we got to know each other a lot better too. Our we're, our wives are best friends. Yeah, were and, they friends um, before or after you guys? Uh, like they met, meaning like well, did they I, know I, each other. I knew Paul and his wife Jackie oh, okay. before yeah. my wife. Oh, okay, them, but, but I well, I came down to L.A. They were uh, I met my wife in a show that Paul and Jackie were in called White Trash Wins Lotto. Right. <laughs> uh, so I knew Paul and Jackie before I knew. Okay. Them. Yeah. So I went to see I went to see them in this show, and Paul yeah. Tompkins was in it. They're on the podcast with us. Yeah, yeah. Jackie Harris Greenberg and Chrissy Guerrero. Yeah, and a bunch of other comedians friends were all mm-hmm. in this show, and and that's where I met my wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, but I think that. Uh, but I mean, we started 
you know, I think being friends as couples, being friends with that was even more fun and, you know, vacation together and stuff like that. And, um, and then but, my wife and I split up and Paul and Jackie wouldn't talk to me for 10 years. Yeah. Okay. We are definitely <laughs> taking a break on that and coming back and getting into it. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Bobby Bones. I host the Bobby Bones show and I'm pretty much always sleepy because I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. A couple hours later, I get all my friends together and we get into a room and we do a radio show. We share our lives, we tell our stories, we try to find as much good in the world as we possibly can, and we look through the news of the day that you'll care about. Also, your favorite country artists are always stopping by to hang out and share their lives and music too. So wake up with a bunch of my friends on Big 104.7 in Pittsburgh, or wherever the road takes you on the iHeartRadio app. And we're right back. Okay, before that wow, breaky that, break. That break was exhausting. Really short. <laughs> Oh. I didn't know we were going to have to do <laughs> yeah. so many chores. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry I was in the bathroom so long. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, unfortunate. Yeah. But, but I was in the bathroom so uh, long? Yes. 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 Yeah. Truly unfortunate. But, but it's... A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Not, you know you, what? You try and flush a poodle. <laughs> It's not our business. What you do in the bathroom is, right. is all you. Respect your life, respect your truth. Yeah. Um, Whether it's flushing a poodle. He also, I find Dave extremely meth. funny, and I find it entertaining when he says things. <laughs> so I think that's part of a good thing. That's good, a good, yeah. that's good a thing. But um, before, though, you did say um, that you guys didn't talk for like quite a while. Oh, I made that part up. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, well, we you know what? Now I put everyone on break. It. Everyone it was, loves it tension. I do love right? tension. You love tension, right? <laughs> I and, uh, love tension. Yeah. Hey, that was good. That was good, hon. Yeah. Thank you very but much. But I think it's true. We know, we, we, we know, we kept talking. You were true. Yeah, okay. we were always, <laughs> um, yeah. There was a lot of overlap. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I mean, I spent, uh, I spent considerably more of my free time being drunk in bars in downtown LA during that period. Right. Yes. Uh, more of that than, say, going to family stuff. <laughs> wow, you could barely say the word. Yeah. You could barely. It was, it was yeah. tough. It was laborious. But, uh, but even when my wife and I were separated, we, we used to do it. We did our family, we did family vacations and we yeah. vacationed with, it all, it was, with Paul and Jackie. And it was less awkward than you think. It was yeah. fun. We had a good time. Because oh, yeah. in my head, it's massively awkward. Yeah, we went to Hawaii. We had a good yeah. time. Yeah. God, I love yeah. that. Is it just, is it just that it's, the, it's the, the beauty of Hawaii that papers over it is. the awkward? That's all it was. <laughs> yeah, it was really yeah. awkward, I guess, because uh, Chrissy and I, that's my wife, Chrissy mm-hmm. Guerrero, uh, I love every time we you were, name check your wife. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yes, that is marriage. You better yeah. name check me Jackie on Harris all Greenberg. platforms. Yes. Say Jackie Harris Jackie Greenberg Harris one more time. Greenberg. Mm-hmm. You were talking about, you know, family vacay. So basically it sounds like once you guys were no longer in the work-a-day intensity of like trying to get this career stuff going, you got to be close. You didn't have that bullshit in the middle. Um, well, well, yeah, well yeah. Dave was right. Dave, yeah, I mean, you know. You were right on. You were on news radio when you moved here. I moved here to do news, do news radio, radio. Yeah. and my uh, yeah. sketch show, The Vacant Lot, was on Comedy Central mm-hmm. even for a few years after I moved here. You know, they just yeah. kept playing it and playing it. Yeah. So it felt like we felt like um, this place liked us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little more. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. We felt like that felt like leaving was the right decision. And also we kind of felt we were on the, in the same uh, boat, you know, I mean, we're at Canadians who mm-hmm. felt better being here. Yeah. <laughs> and it, you know, it was something in common for sure. You know, and also the Largo, he, Dave mentioned the Largo time. That was a very was exciting a really, time. Yeah, it was a great yeah. community of musicians and comedians. It was, you guys are too young to remember the original <laughs> It was when Largo used to be on Fairfax. Yeah. I know. Well, yeah. It least... was steam-driven. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember uh, uh, we were just at Largo, at the Coronet one, but they still have the, the coal pile from yeah. the old steam-driven yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was thinking about like when you were in when you were in Toronto, was the friendship a friendship of like, well, we're in the same scene and we have the same uh, touch. Like I'm thinking about when I was doing sketch in New York there were other sketch groups. and I'm friendly with them and I see them around and we're still friendly. But and I like them and I can have a conversation with them. But there's no like mm-hmm. deeper ties. Like, yeah. did you have deeper well, ties there? Or... Well, I think we, we felt like we were creating a new scene when we were doing. Uh, yeah, it felt it felt very we new. And mm-hmm. I remember being. Well, I remember being. There was no sketch comedy in New York mm-hmm. back when I was going down there in the eighties. No, there really wasn't. I mean, there was, there was barely any in Toronto. Yeah. How often would you guys say you talk slash get together, whether it's like in person or for now? Paul and I. Yeah. Oh, it's a lot. All the time. All the time. Yeah. You're yeah, doing. I mean, live, obviously the podcast, yeah. but also we just, just live a few yeah. blocks apart. Yeah. Oh, okay. And again, we have that thing. We have to phone each other at good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? And we and and we have wives who. We're always saying things like, "You should call Paul." Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's what mine says too. Yeah. Call Dave, see what he's doing. Yeah, that is. So, would you not do? Because uh, like they always constantly the saying like, "You should call your friend. You should go hang out with your friend." Because if not, then I'll just like isolate and sit in. Well, our here's apartment. the thing that can I say that women do not understand about men's relationships? They are in no way predicated by having contact with each other. None. Yeah, yeah. it's not necessary <laughs> at all. That's I mean, what I'm learning. Yeah. It's guys, not necessary. Guys don't need that. Yeah. They don't need that But you connection. like think of someone and remember them and feel a fondness? I need you in my face. Oh, I need no. the no. updates. No. Here's, here's Men will run into each other after years of not seeing each other. It's like nothing And they'll just start talking. Mm-hmm. Women run into each other after years. They'll want to catch up. No, we don't want to catch up. <laughs> Men don't catch up. We just want to know what's happening now. Now, yeah. Where are we going? That's the only only question men ask each other when they meet up. That's right. Where are we going? Well, okay. Well, that's the thing, though. As as uh, as three repressed white men, do you like I I, as my friendships as I get older and my friendships are deepening, I Mm. find it eerie in in a certain way because it used to be like it would be my my good friends and I we would just make references to each other like sketch comedy references or Simpsons references, and that was the entirety of our relationship. Yeah. And now that we've gone through like life events together. Like deaths of parents and things like that. It's I feel like almost strange in having to have these like more emotional. Okay, for the listener, oh. Andy is hugging his chest. Yeah. Okay. I'm he wrapping, is going, I'm he's wrapping rap- my hoodie and <laughs> hugging my chest because it's a strange. <laughs> it, it is it is odd for me to have these like deeper relationships. Mm. You might want to you might want to consider ditching those friends. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds exhausting. Yeah. We we uh, yes. the only thing that's changed, I think, is having families and stuff. Is now we make jokes about families. Yes, <laughs> that's yes. the difference. Yeah, but we jokes have, are your more mode. different material. Yeah, but jokes are your mode. That Basically. is the yeah. Yes. That is the through line. Well, that's, yeah, that's jo- that's what's enjoyable about yeah, regular talking is what regular people yeah. do. That ruins everything. I love reg. If oh my god. Ugh. I've got to get regular with oh, you. I, if oh. I like do the jokes, because I find that with Andy and your friend, like one of your really good, like, one of your childhood friends, we were visiting Andy's parents. Name names. I want to hear names. <laughs> Josh. Josh. Andy and Josh were hanging and oh my they God, were Groban? just. <laughs> Honestly, you guys would get along. Never met him, Groban? but I feel like him and Josh Groban would vibe. You know what? Eh. I think he's a very sweet man. I you, you've him. met him, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I think he'd fit in your huggy group. <laughs> Is that like a brony? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I believe you were going to talk about like basically what we did the entire time. Well, you time. guys talking bits and literally Andy's parents had gotten an Alexa and they just spent hours asking the Alexa things. And I just, mm-hmm. and I maybe made it 10 minutes and was like, all right, bye. I very rarely feel like a, a wife in that yeah. regard where I'm like, these guys are really good. I got to go put lotion on my hands. <laughs> you know, like I never, I don't really have that feeling. And I feel like when you guys get together, there's like a mind meld, mind meld going on where you guys get on your own plane, and it's not for everyone else. Yeah, it's bits, and that, but that, and that's it. It was bits a friendship. Bits and tech sounds like it. bits and tech. <laughs> bits I'm, and tech. I'm in, I'm in on this. It was a friendship this. based on bits, 
And then, but as we got older, now we have like real emotions involved. Oh, and... I don't, I don't have those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that sounds like a lack of discipline. <laughs> that sounds like you need uh, to drink more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's. I don't drink, so maybe that's the problem. Yeah. That'll Is get that, you there. Yeah, <laughs> so I, don't, it's... I, I don't anymore. No, I Dave doesn't drink yeah, anymore. Quit drinking. So would you, would you the say the best part yeah. of Dave not drinking is I don't get hit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I don't have to ice my hand. <laughs> there it is, there a win-win. I thought it was hilarious because <laughs> <laughs> it's all about him. <laughs> you want to take a quick break, Andy? Why not? Another we? one? Yes. Why? Wait, say something right. dramatic, and then we will, and mm. then we'll take a break. All right, I'll, I'll explain what went wrong in my childhood. Uh-oh, we'll be right Ooh. back. And we'll be right back with some dramatic childhood stories. The 27 Club is a podcast about famous musicians who died prematurely and sometimes mysteriously at the age of 27. Season 2 launches June 18th, 2020. And this new serialized podcast is hosted by me, Jake Brennan, creator and host of the award-winning music and true crime podcast, Disgraceland. My new show covers the lives and sometimes mysterious deaths of famous musicians who died at the too soon age of 27. Season 2 features Jim Morrison of The Doors, an artist whose short career burned fast and refused to fade away. Jim lived a life of fantasy and a life that was fascinating, highly dramatic, and filled with great music and wild exploits. Just like Jimi Hendrix, the subject of season one of The 27 Club. And just like Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, The Grateful Dead's Pigpen, Robert Johnson, Amy Winehouse, and The Rolling Stones' Brian Jones, all of whom will be covered in future seasons of The 27 Club. Season two of the 27 Club podcast on Jim Morrison premieres on June 18th, 2020. The 27 Club contains adult content and explicit language. You can listen to the 27 Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back on edge. Okay. That energy. I'm trying to bring that, and we're back, energy. Uh, Paul, again, in the bathroom for so many I'm minutes. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know This what? time I think he was bathing, though. Yeah. So. By the way, it's it, that's, that uh, avocado bubble bath is lovely mm, in there. I hope there's another break. <laughs> I'll say, you're, you're, your skin's glowing now. Thank so you. So I appreciate the time you took. You millennials love well, your avocados. And I loofah. <laughs> Wait, so before the break, we're going to get into your childhood. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we oh, go. Let me tell you about it. And it begins. Oh, no, wait, how, how did good. you guys, do you remember how you guys first met? Do you remember what the first meeting was? Uh, no, I don't. Did you? You probably come down to the did, Rivoli. Yeah. Because I didn't come because no, Scott, Kevin, Scott was, and Mark came. Scott and Mark came. To, they saw your show they, and they, they forced you to let Nick be in the group. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, well, Mark said, you know what? I have a brother. And that's all that that took. Yeah. And uh, it was great. You know, Nick McKinney was in our troop. But uh, yes, you couldn't make it for some reason. I didn't want to go. That's what it was. I think that was yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Wait, so you guys have, you both have children. Yes. We do. Not each other. Not together. Right. Yeah. Not together. But now, yeah. um, are the kids same age or similar ages? Almost. I mean, your Donovan is, how old's Donovan? 17. Now? 17. My daughter's just about to turn 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so they're yeah. very close. And we all went bowling yesterday. It was a lot oh of fun. Oh, my God. Yes. We went, yes. Went to a big very party. into the mm-hmm. suburban realness. Yes. Oh, yeah. We all the way to, we went oh, down to damn. downtown Disney. Because I, I think what you're getting is like, when you have, your families are involved now in your friendship. In the bits, in the bits. Yeah, <laughs> like are they part of the bits? Like what? Like yeah, if, yeah. If the yeah. basis of the friendship yeah. is bits. Well, basis of your of being buddies is bits too. You know, yeah. my wife is is a comedian. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, Chrissy Guerrero is hilarious. Yes, and um, together and our I think kids are funny. Kids are funny, definitely. Well, they yeah. have to be. Yeah, I think. Honestly. Well, if they want to, if they want to stay in the house. Hello, yeah, they want yeah. a hot meal. I think yeah. part of the make me laugh. Part <laughs> I of the want ten punchlines is... before you get your dessert. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's basically how we relate. Is all yeah. trying. We try to be funny. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> you and know? our kids have been in like the shows that Chrissy puts yeah. on the uh, the uh, that's right CNC comedy we... shows, variety right. shows that she does every a few that's times right. a year. Your your daughter sings and yeah. And Donovan we, does sketches with yeah, you. Yeah, we do a sketch. Oh we bring God. Donovan into it, and he's 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 hilarious in it. Yeah, I mean, um, it's we're kind of like the Partridge Family. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so tender. Very yeah. different from my upbringing. <laughs> yes, yes. Wait, what was your? I mean, 
how did you guys relate to your parents? Like, how was this different from the way that you related to your parents? Well, I've never met Paul's parents. No, my <laughs> dad, my parents are dead. <gasps> Mine yeah. too. Yeah, are they? Oh, oh. so sweet. Oh it's my God, we're video. orphans. Isn't it funny that you guys oh. just find it out now? Because <laughs> yeah. with all the bits, yeah. you never really got to your background. <laughs> well, you know, I well, think you don't like to pry. Yeah. <laughs> 30 years <laughs> that's, in. That's what it be. You know, it's always nice to find out new things about somebody, too, yeah. isn't it? That was always the, my mother was English and she just said, "Oh, don't, you know, never, oh, don't pry." <laughs> yeah. yeah, mind, mind your, mind your own business. Yeah. Well, my, my, you know, dad passed away when I was pretty young, and then my mother, mm-hmm. you know, she was right into me going into show business, which was odd. Oh. Mm-hmm. She was very into it, but I don't know if your uh, parents felt the same about you. They were or confused. If they noticed. I think they were confused. My mom was very <laughs> excited um, when I was in Three Men and a Baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Tom Selleck yes. movie in you 1985. Were the baby. You were the yes, baby. I right? played the baby. <laughs> um, but I had one scene in that. I was in one scene and I had one line with Tom Selleck. And I'm pretty sure that's the only time my mom was ever impressed that I was in show business. Yeah. She loved Tom Selleck. Yep. Yeah. I feel and, that. <laughs> and rightly so. He's a delightful man. <laughs> Could not say enough nice things about Tom Selleck. You see, my mother was always like, uh huh, that's interesting, your job. You know, like yeah. I'd, I'd do something. And then Jackie, my wife, would do a commercial. And she'd be like, oh, my God, you're on TV. <laughs> That's no matter what my accomplishments are. It's only when uh, you can see my face on TV or my parents. Has to be a commercial. In, yeah. in yeah. But to be fair, the other stuff doesn't <laughs> Jack matter. Jack was a superstar. <laughs> I yeah. mean, let's, right. only television count. counts. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, everything else is just is just waiting for life to start. <laughs> <laughs> all those, I, Sometimes I think about all the people in the world that aren't on television. Oh, and it makes me weep. I know. It makes so me weep out loud. <laughs> we all deserve to be. That's why this age is so great, because any schmo oh, can yeah. eventually be on TV. So. Have or it. have a podcast. Yeah. Like yes. us. Yeah, we have one of those, too. Yeah. Literally three podcasts between us at this table. Yeah. Oh, right? <laughs> You've got right. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys have the we one. We just have the one between us. Yeah. yeah. No, but that's, you know, honestly, you have to start somewhere. You have a lot going on. Yeah. It's actually mandated if you live in Los Angeles. You have to right. have a podcast. And yeah. The, well, we don't want to get deported, so we better. Have <laughs> we must. I mean, in this look, in this political climate, you got right. you got to walk the straight and narrow. If you mm-hmm. want to stay in this country. Yeah, that means having a podcast. Then you have to have a podcast. Can yeah. I say the name of our podcast? You must. Sure. Yes. Don't say with Paul and Dave. Yeah, and it's on and podcasting it's at, um, devices. Did you, you it's, go it's to called, Don't Say with Paul and Dave? That's the cleaned up TV as like the yes. Don't say the so, c word. No, you yeah, have to. You, actually, you have to listen to, to hear, hear the actual, the actual title. title. Yeah. Because. But did you, but like, so wait, is there, if I can uh, redirect, is that what lawyers do? Sure. Sure. Uh, sure. Can, I, can I take this on, yeah. <laughs> on redirect? I've watched <laughs> many yeah. seasons of The Good Wife and now The Good Fight right. uh-huh. on CBS All Access. Thank you for plugging that. Yeah. <laughs> you should watch The Good Place too. Yeah. And or or Any... The Fight Wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anything with wife, good. Mm. Uh, yeah. In the title, wife or good in the title so, is on my. So you're a huge Matthew Good fan. Yes. All right. Um, He's good. What? He is good. Mm-hmm. You put space in my head. Yeah. Good is great. Yeah. yeah. Good with an e. Continue. Mm. <laughs> what are you going to redirect? Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's how good defense Wait. attorneys work. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. You're just, uh, that's a trick. Yeah. We just we just rope a doped you. <laughs> Did you find it? No, he lost it again. Damn Come it. on, yep. Andy. Jeez, mm-hmm. Louise. Let's just talk about good wife plots. Yeah, you can tie this up. You can tighten this up in editing so, <laughs> so that you seem more cogent. Yeah. <laughs> are there certain things, are there certain, like the way that my friend Josh and I, we will just talk in references to TV we've seen. Are there certain shows or certain movies or something that is a basis of your friendship like that where you will just start talking in those, in that language? I don't think so. No, we you have a lot of shared I don't, history. I don't believe yeah. we 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 share, you know, you know, we like the same movies but not all the same movies. We have different yeah. uh mm-hmm. we're we're quite different in some ways and I think that's what makes it uh, Paul yeah. tell me the ways. Fun. How are we different? different? <laughs> I mean cuz it well, does feel like I'm, I you know, I sense this wavelength, this BFF vibe, you know what I mean? Canadian tenderness, we got away and said, "LA baby." You know, I a, a, a similar, a similar mildness, um, tenderness, mellowness. Mild, we're both tenderness. fairly, yeah. We're both very tender. You're yeah, very yes. tender. Yeah, and mild, and we are mild mannered. <laughs> uh, 
and uh, and I, what else? Do, do you, you fight? Have I you ever never, had a fight? No. Has no. there ever been like a fight? I don't think we've ever yeah. had no, a fight. No, we've never had a fight. No. Wow. No. Wow. No, not one. I think we. I think we are both uh, fans of classic comedy. You know, yeah. definitely we are. Our choices of comedy go back in time, yeah. definitely to the to the to you know, the twenties <laughs> to the twenties <20s>. before <laughs> not to the no, teens. That's almost no exaggeration. No, it is. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's back to silent, we, silent film. We love yeah. silent movies. It's like Marx Brothers. Yeah, well, they talk. those aren't they silent. Were we love. Uh, <laughs> we why, love Ch- why are we even here, Paul? Cha- <laughs> <laughs> we love Chaplin and Buster Keaton, and and those. You know, he hates Chaplin, but I like. I don't Chaplin. hate Chaplin. I just okay, like let's Buster not get Keaton into the, I guess we did have I a just fight. Like Buster Keaton more. First oh my god, fight, our first, first fight. fight. It's not hating. <laughs> no. Liking Keaton more doesn't mean I hate Chaplin. Yeah, I, I love Chaplin. No, but it's true. Uh, it's it's true. We do we do like kind of the origins of. Modern comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we're, and, kinda, um, we're technicians in a lot of ways. Yes, I think we both love the the, the, the actual structure, physical and skills. We have we have definitely a uh, love of physical comedy. Yeah, uh, you know, not a lot of people think that way. Yeah, anymore. I don't think. Yeah, as much as they used to. You know. Yeah, the structure, and, uh, the struck, a, the a really good physical gag is beautifully structured. Is it's a, perfect. It's just a great thing to watch. <laughs> yes, you know, because it translates everywhere. And, a lot of, and people don't know that it's not just falling down. It is about no. it's about building attention to the fall and yeah. and, and and what comes after the fall. It's a, it's like it's a, a very it's a very beautifully structured thing. A, a good fall. Yes. And if you knew how hard those guys used to work on that perfect yeah. timing of that thing, yeah. you know, it's like it's a lost thing. It doesn't really. I don't think people really do it very much anymore. Yeah. They don't think about it. You Ex- know, except for those. Um, is there any physical was comedy? The Johnny Knoxville. That's the last. But that closest, was like, yeah, that that's was the almost closest the world came to physical comedy. God. Remember how? <laughs> remember how hard that, that would make you laugh when Jackass? Johnny Knoxville Jackass, would hurt Jackass, That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was. I'm too squeamish to watch it. Oh I, I, just, I never watched it. I don't like people getting hurt. Yeah, yeah I'm too empathetic because then I feel it in my body. Yeah. Yeah. Again, hugging himself with his hoodie. Yeah, yes, I. Yeah, I actually worked on it. Yeah, on, on Jackass and the movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I wrote the wrote things for the second season, and they ended up in the movie. And yeah. Yeah, so right. thinking of, hey, let's see what happens when this guy hits himself in the nuts with a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Did, wait, is that real? Did that actually happen? Yeah. Oh, much worse than that. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, much there's, worse. There's a, okay, who still has nuts? We've got more than <laughs> right. Exactly. God, I'm sweating. Yeah. Johnny yeah. Knoxville's all over the Bogdanovich uh, Buster Keaton documentary. What do you oh, really? That, oh, yeah. Is he a, is he a Buster like, Keaton fan? I, I think he I is. I didn't know that. And I think it was uh, also a way for... Bogdanovich to try and bring the young folk in, oh, and by right. young folk, by young folk I mean the people fif- in their forties and fifties. Johnny Knoxville yeah, fans. <laughs> that's the young folk. That's yeah. the young. That's the people who aren't dead yet, folks. <laughs> and that's young folks to me. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Well, well, who's the other guy? Harold Lloyd is that his name? Yes. Harold Lloyd was yeah. the third. The third of the great geniuses. The third of the great. Harold Lloyd was an absolute genius. Yeah, he was m- he was missing uh, some digits. He had a finger oh, people don't blown know. off in a in a gag, and he wore a fake uh, wore a fake hand. Yeah, so he's the original jackass. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. He blew his index finger off yeah. while doing a like a gag in one of his movies. So oh a lot God. of people Explosions. might know the image of a guy hanging off a clock over a city street. Yes. That's him. Mm-hmm. That's but he was doing Lord. that with a fake hand. Yeah. Oh. So he was an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dedicated, dedicated to the cause. <laughs> the cause of comedy. It's a cause. It is. Would you? We're, we're wrapping up, but would you uh, give we're up a finger? We're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> would you give up a finger for comedy, Naomi? It's funny because I actually did a show recently with a comic who was missing a finger, and she talked about, but she like didn't tell it, didn't talk about it to the end, and then was kind of vague. And I was like, "Give me the full finger story. I want to mm-hmm. know the whole story of how you lost this finger." Um, and I thought about it, and like. The full finger story is one of my favorite porn films as well. <laughs> when I said it, I was like, yeah. ooh, it, it's got connotations. Yeah. yeah. And yet, you know, this I was like, you gotta tell me. And I mean, mm-hmm. she didn't and I thought I was like, huh. I got I the full finger it. story my first night in prison. <laughs> yeah. You went to prison a lot. I'm sorry. It happened a lot that you kept going to prison. I don't like paying taxes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? Mm-hmm. Uh tax season is now. Oh, let's We're right in it. You so. gotta stay in the US. You gotta stay in the US. Mm-hmm. Guys. Thank you so much for being. Thank thanks for show. having thanks us. Thanks for joining right. us. Oh yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you feel? How do you feel? I feel good about it. Because you said you were tired. I feel I feel closer to Dave now. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I'm not happy about that part. But we did, we did poke at certain things, and I'm wondering how you did. We answer your questions properly today. I, I don't know. If we, yeah. There's no right answers. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. No, it's again, it's about there, an open heart, a loose butt. It's, yeah, there there are yeah. no right answers. There are only good evasions. <laughs> that seems like a good one. <laughs> that was, that Thank you guys. Nice. Thank you guys. Bye. My name is Kimberly Drew. If I've learned anything in my years of studying and uplifting black artists, it's that we all have the power to create something beautiful. That's why I'm pleased to introduce you to people who have broken down boundaries in fencing and helped to create the first ever smart store. They're a big deal, and it's time we give them our attention. Listen to Your Attention, Please, a Hulu podcast with iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's inspired by Your Attention, Please, now streaming on Hulu. Watch for a fresh point of view on Black history. The 27 Club is a podcast about famous musicians who died prematurely and sometimes mysteriously at the age of 27. This podcast is hosted by me, Jake Brennan, creator and host of the award-winning music and true crime podcast, Disgraceland. Season 2 of The 27 Club launches June 18th, 2020, with 12 episodes on the life and death of Jim Morrison of The Doors. The 27 Club contains adult content and explicit language. You can listen to The 27 Club on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.